Okay, it's that time of the year again, school routines. And with that, we are talking school lunches. Okay, if you're being honest with yourself, do you dread making them? Are you the person in your household who's making them? What are your systems actually around school school lunches? Like, And even for yourself, actually, if you work out of the home, I think it really comes down to how can we create some systems to reduce the stress and overwhelm of the day-to-day of our full schedules and calendars, but still maintain a level of health and well-being for our family. So if you are sitting there rolling your eyes at me, that's okay. I'm going to try to convert you, okay? There really is, I believe, a way to switch the lens on how we approach pretty much everything in our day-to-day life. And when you really think about it, the food that you are sending for your children, it matters. It, it can be easier. It doesn't have to be hard, but it does matter because this is the foundational building blocks for their vibrant bodies and minds. And our kids, their, their schedules are full. They have lots of things they love doing. We want them to be able to show up and have their minds work properly. And so it is really, really important, the foundational building blocks that we are giving their bodies to work well and to thrive. So as I sat down to map out today's episode for you, I actually got really excited. This is actually a topic I have touched on in the past, and it's not necessarily because making lunches are my favorite thing in the whole wide world, okay? If I'm being really honest with you, it's not my favorite thing, but it's the lens and the perspective and the filter that we have on this And a few years ago, I actually ran a little workshop called the Lunchbox Lab. And so what I did, I've pulled it out of the vault for you. I'm actually really excited. It was a lot of fun when I did it. And I'm going to be pouring some fresh energy into this because I know this is an area where a lot of us feel that friction. So in today's episode, I'm definitely going to share some nuggets with you about, you know, how you could shift your mindset from hating making school lunches to really loving the process of it, how to get your kids involved and create some systems around creating them so that you reduce overall stress in your day-to-day life, how to create a balanced lunchbox and lots more. And on the other side, I am also going to tell you a little bit more about a workshop that is coming up next week. So I just planned out that we're gonna do this. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna rip the Band-Aid off because I know if you've started this in the last couple of weeks, you're already probably feeling a little blah about it. So Wednesday, September 20th, I am going to be running a live call at one o'clock Eastern Standard Time on that Wednesday on Zoom. And so if you can't join us live, that's okay. I'm going to have a replay for you as well. But what I've got for you is the Lunchbox Lab and I'm gonna be building on it. So what that means, it has a checklist, it has a full guide, it includes recipes, and I'm going to also be pouring a little bit more into fall wellness as well because I think there's so many things that we can be doing within our homes Right now, lunch boxes and the food that they're eating throughout the day is also a very important part of this, like an important piece of the puzzle. Um, because again, this is going to be the life force that their body has to stay resilient through the fall and winter months. So if you're catching this in real time, I hope that you'll join us. Even if you can't join live, you're still going to get all the value. 
So the cost for the workshop is $33 Canadian. You're going to get the workshop, the checklist, the guide, the recipes, the replay, and maybe some extra fun stuff because I know I'm going to want to follow up with you and see how you are making out. So if you head over to Instagram or email Natasha and NatashaBell.com, send me the word lunchbox lab. I'm going to be sharing about this on social as well, uh, but I'll just send you a little follow up note with the next steps of how to get yourself into the workshop. I'm really excited about this because I really just want to take the overwhelm and the stress, maybe the unknown, and really just give you some accountability <laughs> because I get it. It can feel boring. It doesn't have to. We're going to try a couple new things, but really I just want you to create some systems that work with your busy full life, that reduce the amount of time you are feeling like you have to spend on this. You're going to know what you should put into it so that you are providing your kids with the building blocks for them to thrive. So I'm really excited about this. Let's get to today's episode though. Welcome to the Thrive With Me podcast, a place for you to realign, reset, and pour into your growth and expansion. Are you ready to become a more present and happy mama and wife as you chase those dreams on your heart? Are you tired of feeling that overwhelm and burnout as you take care of your family, the home, and all the schedules? Does your health seem to go to the bottom of your priority list? Could you use an amazing community to challenge you and cheer you on as you build your legacy and impact? Well, my friend, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Natasha Bell, and this podcast is for the modern, ambitious woman ready to rise in health, community, and faith in her calling while having a lot of fun. I'm a small town girl, wife, mom of three, and multi-passionate entrepreneur that's on a mission to help you thrive in health, the community you surround yourself with, and to cheer you on as you step forward in confidence and align with your unique calling. All right, friend, let's get ready to thrive together. Okay, are you excited? Let's dive into creating balanced, nourishing lunchboxes. And I'm talking about our kids here, but really, if you work outside of the home, even if you work at home, it's just a great way to really focus on building out meals that are going to be really nourishing. But I get it. We have three kids. I pack three lunches. And it's this like (laughs) beautiful opportunity to not only guide their palates in a way that they know how to nourish themselves, but I'm also trying to get them more involved in the process with the ages that our kids are at. So take all this with a grain of salt. I'm not sure exactly your starting point. I do know just from being a mom myself, working with my clients, being around a lot of my friends and all the other women that I get to work with every single week, this is one of those areas that we all dread in some capacity, right? A little bit. It's like, oh, I have to make the lunchboxes now. Or if you don't make the lunchboxes at night, you're kind of kicking yourself in the pants, like running around the next day, trying to get it done before you get at the door, get breakfast, like all the things. So here's what the goal of this whole conversation is, because we are officially one week into school. Our kids are wrapping up their first week of school um, and it's been good. It's been relatively good. Obviously some emotions and just getting into new routines. I mean, they still want to sleep a little bit longer. So we're working our way towards just an earlier bedtime. But with that, really, I've talked about this. I've talked about this a lot. 
An evening routine is so powerful. So we're going to kind of feed into that a little bit because what you do, how you spend your time at the end of your day really is the basis of making tomorrow successful. And I also, the next day or each morning, I want you to have enough time in your morning to pour into your own health and well-being, to ground yourself, to generate energy, whatever it is that you need that feels really good for you in the season. I really want you to be as intentional and focused and clear on what it is that you need to get done the night before so that you can create space the next morning. So I think this is a big part for most families is just making sure that there's somewhere in your day or your evening that you can get things going. So obviously everyone's morning routine kind of looks a little bit different. I don't know exactly when you need to be out the door, what that looks like for your kids if they're walking to school, if you've got drop-offs to do, if you've got morning sports. Like there's just a lot that can go on at the beginning of the day. So I think we do need to stay committed yet flexible sometimes. But I think if we're really just talking about being successful in the sense of creating nourishing meals for our lunches for our kids, it really starts the evening before. And so I I just really hope that if you're somebody who's struggling with this, that you can just find a realistic amount of time. I mean, I like to time block 30 minutes. If I give myself 30 minutes, it's usually a little bit less, but I'm not putting that extra stress stress on myself. I think when it comes to time blocking, we just it comes down to being realistic with how long tasks actually take. So in my evening routine, I love, I call it a, an evening well spent. At least 30 minutes are going towards prepping for lunches the next day. I execute a few things the morning of just with some of the fresher food if I need to chop anything up. But having most of it done the night before is just good for your mind. It's good for your soul. And I know that then in the next, you know, the next day, maybe it'll take me five minutes, 10 minutes to kind of just top it up. So I want you to kind of play with this, but I think what I'm most excited about, I really just want to shift your mindset. I think in this day and age when we're so busy, life is so full, kids are on the go, we're on the go, we can allow our food to take a back seat. We expect that it should, you know, be cost nothing, take none of our time. And I think as a result of that, and just the culture that we live in, Food has not been a priority for a lot of people, but I feel like if you're listening to this, you have that perception and that belief and that want to nourish your family in a great way with whole foods. You know, we all do our best. Yes, we lead on convenience in our home as well too, and I'm not saying that you can't, but it kind of just goes back to this whole holistic health picture of how you're supporting the body and mind of your kids. And the reality is that our children, there's a lot demanded of them every single day. When they're at school, we want their mind and their brain to be able to work properly. But if we are feeding them garbage or we're feeding them too much sugar, too many processed foods, food dyes, like all of these things, you guys, what do we expect them to do? Like, how do we expect them to stay focused and to have clarity and and to have good behavior? Like, I feel for teachers, too, who are in these classrooms with how many children? And unfortunately, not everybody, you know, lives a lifestyle that maybe promotes 
calm or promotes holistic health within their homes. And I don't say that from a judgmental part. I just, I think if people knew better, they would do better. And I think sometimes this is so overlooked. But again, if you're here, I have a really good feeling that you care. And I have a feeling that you're doing a really good job at it. But I really want to just shift your mindset and just remind you of why you do what you do. It is a priority and it does take time and it does take intention. It takes some planning. It takes all the things. But as with any new thing that we do in our life, as with anything that is a priority in our life, we need to create some systems around it. But the more we do it, the easier it becomes. And I find too, even at the ages, our kids, 11, nine, and six, I've been doing this for a long time. Sometimes I even get bored at what I'm doing and I just have to flip things up or find a new recipe or just find a new way of doing things. So I'm not, if you're, if you're somebody who's like, well, I'm doing the healthy things. I'm just still feeling a little stuck. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's variety. Or I think for me too, as I we walked this first week, I just need to bring my kids back into that a little bit more because sometimes it can feel more productive. It's faster. It's easier. If people are in my kitchen and I can just do this when they're asleep, it feels easier. But in the long term, I want to give my kids the tools to know how to make their own meals that if I'm not there, you know, they can do that with the assistance of their dad. And you know what I mean? Like it's it's giving them the tool. So I'm definitely one of those people where sometimes I'm like, just let me do it. It's easier and it's harder to delegate and bring them into that. But I think lunches is one of those first places. Even young kids are very capable of helping. So in today's episode, I mean, I've done a lot of talking already, but I think what I'm hoping that you can do is just kind of listen and kind of tune into this conversation with fresh eyes. And at the beginning of the school year, I mean, we get to do things differently than maybe we did last year. And maybe you're a family who actually still, I I have a couple of friends that they actually pack lunches all summer long for their kids because they either work out of the home, the kids are home with a babysitter um, or home themselves. And then they at least know that that is there for them for their lunches. So, you know, I think that's not even a bad idea just to keep this going every, you know, all year long. I love the break of not having to make lunches in that way in the summer months. And we definitely focus more on like buffet style and a bit more grazing than we maybe would. Um, But I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to our mindset around the task. Obviously, we want to make something that our kids love eating. And I think it comes down to variety as well, too. And I can get into those ruts myself, just like you, where we lean on the same things, especially seasonally as we're looking at what foods are available, but I'm excited to kind of dust off the lunchbox lab for you. So this is a program, like a workshop I ran a few years ago. I'd actually have to go back and look at how many years ago it was, but it came from knowing that so many parents were feeling super stuck, maybe not knowing how to make a lunch nourishing and balanced in the fact that it has the right macros and micros and vitamins and minerals and healthy protein and healthy fat and like how do you do that without feeling overwhelmed um i mean i think it's it's we often overcomplicate things as you've heard i i have said in the past but it actually can be really really simple so i ran this a few years ago and i was like you know what i would be so excited to run through this again add in some other new things that i've been doing things i've continued to learn along the way 
So if you're listening to this and honestly, you just could use a little accountability, some fresh ideas, I am going to be running a live call next week. So if you're catching this in real time, it's September the 20th. Um, So September 20th, it's a Wednesday at one o'clock on Zoom. So if you can join us live, that's great. I don't know what your flexibility is during the day, but we'll do it at one o'clock. Even if you can't join live, that's okay because I am going to record it and you will get an audio or video option to catch the replay so that you can go back to it. And then also you are going to get the Lunchbox Lab. Like I've got the guide, I've got the checklist, I've got the recipes. I'm going to be adding to that a little bit for you as well. And then I'm also, what I really wanna do because as you've heard me say, their lunches, it's so much more than just a lunch. You are also giving them you know, foundational um, well-being really to, to think, to be creative, to have brain power throughout the day, but also this pours into fall wellness. This, you know, we want them to not get sick as often, <laughs> you know, if or recover faster so that we are giving their bodies what they need so that they're not as susceptible to all of the stuff that flies around in the classroom, at school, at their activities all year long. And I think that that will be a really fun part of the conversation that I get to pour into that as well, too. So if you want to join us, I would love to have you. The cost is $33. I would really want to make it as accessible as possible. Again, you're going to get the workshop, the checklist, the guide, the recipes, the replay if you can't join us live. But just make sure to head over to Instagram. Um, Send me the word or just tell me that you want it. But you could say Lunchbox Lab and then I'll know what information to send you. You could also email me, Natasha at NatashaBell.com and I will get you those call details. And I'll also just be rolling this out on social media in the coming days. But I thought, heck, we'll have a bit of the conversation today on the podcast. And I'm sure this is something we'll keep coming back to. So I hope you'll get value out of what we're talking about today. But I also think it's sometimes it's really important just to collapse those timelines, to have a little coaching and accountability and get excited about it and feel like you have the right tools. Okay, so when it comes to mindset, again, I just want to take you from not hating what you're doing to really just loving making them and understanding the bigger picture of things. So I think the biggest thing really is to see it as opportunity to show our kids how to look after their bodies and their minds and also to get them involved in the systems of this. So I don't know what your evening routine looks like, but ideally, maybe this is actually something you do right after school. Like maybe it's something at this point in your life When you guys get home, unpack the lunch boxes, get them cleaned out, and then maybe they flip it really quick and just pull some of the things out that you have kind of set aside. So I think it's number one, just finding a way to work that into your afternoon or evening routine. Maybe it kind of varies based on the day, but ideally you're going to find something that sets everybody up for success. The next thing that I think is really important is to have a couple areas, one in your fridge, one in your pantry, where your kids know what their options are. So I, you know, our kids know the fruit and veggie drawers, where those are. We have them accessible. I have a produce spray that sits beside our sink so they know to clean it um, before it goes into their lunch boxes, or I'll have stuff already kind of prepped and cut up into a container so they can simply just grab it or myself can grab it and put it into their lunch boxes. Some of the more fresher foods we will do obviously like first thing in the morning like I don't cut an apple up the night before because god forbid it gets brown. <laughs> god forbid the air hits it. What child would want to eat that, right? Um so having an area, maybe it's a designated shelf in your 
uh, fridge that you actually have that your kids know. Like here's some of the, the, the foods, whether you have like, you know, chopped up chicken salad or you have egg salad or you have hard boiled eggs or you have, you know, the meat and the cheeses or the whatever that you like to add into their lunch boxes. It's on a shelf so they know that that's where the lunchbox stuff is. So then they can just throw it in. Um, and then same thing with, with the pantry. Like we have a pantry that's right beside our fridge and the kids can open it up. I have some organizational things in there. So, you know, the bars and the dried fruit, maybe the trail mix, some of the crackers, like various things that we have in there for them to throw in. It's all right there. So it kind of takes out the guesswork. So if I'm making it, it's just as easy. And as we continue on in the coming weeks, I'm certainly going to be pulling my kids more into this and get them to feel a little, you know, kind of creative with what they're doing as well, too. So I think number one, knowing when you're going to be doing it is essential. And we don't want it to be everything the morning of because that just feels hard. (laughs) It feels hard because there's enough going on in the morning. So know when you're going to be doing it. Number two, set up a couple of designated areas, one in your fridge, one in your pantry. And then, yeah, we have an area where there's like bananas and some other fresh fruit kind of sitting out on the counter that they can grab from. So I think having an area like that is also really, really important. And then number three, when it comes to just balancing out the meals, color is really important to me. So I talk to my kids about having the colors of the rainbow. So for us, this comes not in a package of Skittles, (laughs) taste the rainbow. No, no, no. We're talking about fresh fruits and vegetables. With that being said, I think just seasonally, sometimes you'll end up leaning on a lot of the same things, but I try to expand their palates a little bit and try new things, cut up the fruits and vegetables in different shapes or put them in different little containers. So I think focusing on color is really important, but also having healthy protein and healthy fat that's an area that I think is often overlooked. And we're talking about balancing blood sugar levels. We're talking about giving them foundational building blocks for their bodies and their minds. They need to have protein and healthy fat. So, you know, obviously animal protein, plant-based proteins, you could have lots of different, you know, like a hummus or our kids actually, we don't have to be nut free. I know a lot of you probably do, but I'll do like a nut butter or have an energy bite um, or something like that. You know, like just something that is going to satiate them, leave them feeling full, but also really it's literally how their brain is able to function as well. So having a healthy form of protein and fat, again, we will dive more into this in the workshop. You guys, you can go to Pinterest and get this as well too. You know, some new fresh recipes if you're looking. But if you really could (laughs) use the extra support and some dialed in recipes, like that's what I'm here for. A hard boiled egg, I mean, goes a long way if your kids will eat eggs. Oh my gosh, Um, that is like a for sure, for sure with a little bit of sea salt. So there's lots of different ways, but having color and then having protein and fat, like don't overthink it, you know, like that can be as simple as that. Um, I like to have things that are kind of quick and easy for my kids just to grab. Um, so I love using, I think number four, the other thing that's really important is just to have the right tools. So our kids before school started, we were cleaning out our gosh, the area where all the containers are, you know, where the lids don't, there's no lid that fits the container. Like how does that actually happen every single year? So we like cleaned out the different, um, We have three drawers technically, I guess, where there's some containers and there's the lids and the mason jars and the thermoses and the lunch boxes. So we just like 
If you haven't done that yet, I would encourage you to just go in and pour some love into those areas and nooks and crannies in your kitchen. But where have all of your lunchbox containers in one area so they know too or when you're making it that it's just easier not like walking in circles trying to look for everything um so just making sure that you have your containers i like the bento style box i'm actually kind of finding my kids are starting to grow out of it a bit because they eat a lot of food um so sometimes i'm sending additional containers with stuff I might actually need to get them their own little cooler. Um, They all came home starving the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, we're going to have to pack some more food. You guys are getting bigger. So, you know, just play around with it. But I think having an intentional space in your home where you know, your kids know, your partner knows where the lunch boxes are, where the containers are, that just simplifies the whole process. And then number five, I also do think it's fun for them to have like a treat in there. You know, we talk a lot about balance and we talk a lot about, you probably heard me talk about even the 80-20 rule, right? Like 80% of the time, let's do the best that we can. Let's make the best choices that we can. But I think that there is a way to in for them to enjoy their lunch too. Like I'm here to say, yes, let's make it healthy for them. But I also think it's nice if you open up your lunchbox and you look forward to eating what's in there. So My hope is that they'll love everything you're putting in there, but I also think it's really amazing if somewhere in your week you have time to either prepare a healthier treat. You know, I my kind of go-to right now is like a banana chocolate chip loaf that I make. It's really easy. I am not a big baker, um, but I do love some simple recipes that it kind of just tastes like home, you know, even homemade cookies or just something simple. You know, actually I did full stop let my kids we were at Costco um we talk we'll talk more about this in the workshop of how to be cost effective as well like where I get some of my stuff from and some of my favorite go-to products but I let my kids choose some fruit gummies (laughs) at Costco and I was like this is not normal but I thought you know what what the heck they can have an option that tastes good that they're excited about I probably won't buy it again but they know that so they're enjoying it as well too so I do think there's something to be said for having a little treat maybe it's you know a leftover from um yeah dessert that you had the night before or something I don't know you can play around with it but I think that there is still a way you want them to feel the love in their lunchbox as well too so I think that having a treat that's like worth its own number five is just noting that just like you, if you're opening up your lunchbox, you want something delicious in there. Like how can you pour a little love into their their lunch? That's something that's maybe it's a little sweet or a little salty or just something that they're going to enjoy because it really is a little give and take. And I think something that could also be really valuable as we do this, and we'll talk about this in the workshop, but really it's also just getting their input on like, you know, what are, I want, you want them to be seen and heard, right? Like what are some of the foods that you love? What are some of the ones that you don't love? And I try to be respectful of that. With that being said, I am still the mom and that the ages my kids are at, I do get, you know, we buy the food and I prepare most of it. So I do have a level of expectation that they're going to try some new things, but I do want to take into consideration some of the things that they really do enjoy and how do we maybe do more of that, but switch it up a little bit. So I think that might even be a really good exercise. If you're feeling already a whole lot of blah around this, How can you bring their opinions and preferences into what you're building and maybe just sit down and grab a piece of paper or the notes on your phone and just get them to 
kind of brainstorm some some ideas of things that they love. And I love as we're going more into the fall and winter, like this is a great time that you get to lean into some of your favorite tools in your kitchen of, you know, pressure cooker, air fryer, leftovers is one of the key places that really we can maximize the work that we're already putting in for nourishing dinners and bring that over into their lunches. So I'm thinking things like soups and stews and stir fries. So there are some favorite tools. Like I love having a good little thermos and oh my gosh, I'll chat more about this in the workshop, but I have this little crock pot. Um, I need like a little Amazon shop or something, but anyways, this little crock pot, it's like a mini, mini crock pot that you can just plug in. So I take it to uh, her collab co when I'm working out of the home now, cause I always was working from home and you can just put your food in there and within like 30 to 40 minutes, it's warm. So there is something about having, I think everyone needs one by the way. Um, so there's something about having like a warm meal. So you can really get smart work smarter, not harder by having lots of leftovers and working that into their lunches. So when you're sitting down and mapping out and brainstorming some of the things that your kids love, you're kind of almost taking into consideration some of the dinner meals that they love as well too. Like how can you pour that into, literally pour that into a thermos and make your life a lot easier the next day. So those are kind of like six hot quick tips. I mean, really, I just want you to have a fresh lens. At the end of this, if you take nothing else from this, what a blessing, what an opportunity that we still get to care for our kids, love for our kids. It's usually, if we're being honest with ourselves, it comes up to us making sure we're working this into our life and their life and allowing enough time and space to create something beautiful, you know, to create something delicious. And I think that just with an ounce more of intentionality and just being able to switch our perspective on, oh, you know, I have to make lunch boxes again to, oh my gosh, I get to nourish my babies. Like I know they're not babies, but I get to nourish my kids. You know, these are the foundational building blocks for them being resilient and strong humans. You know, they're learning, they're growing, they're creative. Let's give them the tools they need so that they're not overstimulated with even though that may not be our intention when we're grabbing some of these foods that we think are being more convenient, there is a way to maximize your food dollars and turn those into meals that are really, really taking care of the health and the well-being of your kiddos. So I think I'll just leave it at that today, but I hope that, again, fresh perspective, if you could use a little kick in the pants and get excited with me about lunchboxes, we'll even just dive a little bit further into some fall wellness and I'm some of the recipes that I'm going to share with you are really going to be those nourishing meals that are going to promote a healthy, vibrant, strong body all year long, fall, winter, all year long. And so um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope that you'll join us. Okay. So make sure to come over and message me on Instagram, um, natashabell.co on Instagram, email again, it's all in the show notes, but you can just send me a message, say I'm, I'm in for the lunchbox lab, either join us live next Wednesday on the 20th at one o'clock or get the replays and all the guides and all the checklists and all that stuff. So it'll be a lot of fun. I hope that you will join us. Thanks for listening, friend. If this podcast inspired you or helped you in some way today, I would love for you to take a screenshot of this episode, share the love with a friend or fellow entrepreneur, and tag me on Instagram, natashabell.co. I'd love to know what landed for you, what you're taking action on, or what you want more of. 
My hope is that you can grab a hold of what landed for you from today's episode and release the rest. And hey, would you mind taking 30 seconds to leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Have a beautiful day, my friend, and I cannot wait to chat with you again soon as we create a community centered on well-being, raising each other up, and stepping forward in confidence in our purpose.